Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody. Good to have you here as we get ready for the Kings and the Suns. Uh, the Raiders just it's amazing how many bad moves this franchise has made over the years. But uh, they were put in a position where they didn't really have much of a choice here. And they have released Derek Carr. All right. Unbelievable. Seriously. So had Carr stayed on the Raiders roster after today, they would have had his full salary guaranteed of what? Almost 33 million. So it's incredible. By cutting him, the Raiders are off the hook for over 40 million while taking a 5.6 million salary cap hit. They freeze up almost 30 million in salary cap space, but you get nothing for them in return. So there you have it. All right. Where's he going to go now? Where's he going to go now? All right. Let's talk about the Kings and let's talk about this game tonight and the magnitude of this game before the all-star break. All right. When you look at the standings in the Western conference, the Kings are going to go into the all-star break third. We know that. All right. The Phoenix Suns are currently two games back of the Kings. So this game is really big. It's actually a lot bigger for the Suns than it is for the Kings, if you look at it from that perspective. All right? If the Suns are able to win tonight, they're only two games back in the loss column going into the All-Star break and one game out altogether. All right? You got Dallas. Currently, with 28 losses, along with the Clippers and the Pelicans. I don't know which Kings team is going to show up tonight. They have not shown the ability to play consistently over the last month or so. They're 5-5 five and five in their last 10. Phoenix is 7-3 and three in their last 10. They're still waiting on Kevin Durant. Won't happen until sometime after the all-star break, all right? So you know no Durant, but you got Paul, you got Booker, you got Aiton, okay? And we know Devin Booker kills the Kings. We know that. Now let's look at the recent body of work in the last five games for the Phoenix Suns. And it's damn impressive. They won at Boston, 106 to 94. They won at Detroit, 116 to 100. They won at Brooklyn, 
116 to 112. They lost at Atlanta, 116 to 107. And they beat Indiana, 117 to 104. What happens to teams after long road trips in their first game back at home? Generally, they struggle. But here's the difference. They have had a couple of days off. All right? That's the big difference. They played Friday in Indiana, so they have off Saturday, Sunday, Monday. That should not be an issue tonight for the Phoenix Suns. So last game for the Kings before the All-Star break. The uh, Suns, by the way, play the Clippers coming up on Thursday before the break. So they got two games. Kings have this last game. What do you think? Which Sacramento Kings team are you going to see tonight? Are you going to see a team that comes out and plays well, no Malik Monk tonight? Or are you going to see a team that once again reverts back to giving up 130-plus points? Which one? When you look at the standings right now, as I said, you got Denver, Memphis, Sacramento, Phoenix, Dallas, the Clippers, New Orleans, Minnesota, Golden State, and Utah. The difference right now between three and eight, because that's really the key. I shouldn't say that's really the key. I should say the key is really six. The difference between three and six right now is two and a half games. The difference between three and 11, all right, is four and a half games. So these games are damn important. You know it. I know it. Everyone knows it. All right. This is a big game tonight. Very big game. Let's get to Jeff. He'll get us rolling here. Hello, Jeff. Hey, Grant. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. It seems like uh, it's going to be almost like playoff basketball from here on in with the, with the way the standings are, the way you're explaining it. It just seems like you're already fighting for your, your spot all the way down the line. 100%. It is playoff basketball. You are. Every game is definitely a big game. And that's why you, know, you better pray that De'Aaron Fox doesn't miss any of these games. But you're right. These are basically playoff games starting, well, really starting this past weekend with Dallas. But each and every game is like a playoff game. That's very true. Well, and I know we've talked about this before. You said, as long as they're winning, there shouldn't be a change. But uh, I don't hurt her. I mean, he. I know he came out a little bit the other night, but still, I. I he's just. He seems like yep. he's and they're getting on him the way Ryan explained it the other night. The way they're trapping him, he's just not getting his shot. And uh, I don't know if they should. You know, the way TD played, if he gets more playing time, I. I just don't know what they. I don't know what the answer is. Do you? Well, the answer is they got to play better. That's the answer. And you're right. If that means making lineup changes, then you need to make lineup changes. It won't be tonight, obviously, but I could see something happening. You know, I've heard of struggles again tonight. I could see something happening during the All-Star break. So they, right. they need they need him to play the way he was earlier in the season. That's for sure. All right. And the last thing I want to talk about is sure is uh, funny for the last two days, you know, watching the, the shows and the talking heads, everybody's talking about that call on the Super Bowl and why did they call it? Now, just just think if the referee doesn't call it, 
they would have got on him for not calling the play. I mean, I don't think so. I don't. I don't think so. I. I you want to know the truth? Yeah. I don't even think ahead. the. I don't even think that the announcers would have said anything. I don't think that they would have even detected that there was any issue at all. That's my opinion. I believe if there had been no call in that situation, I honestly believe it wouldn't even have been brought up. I really mean that. Right. I I noticed Olson was against it at first. He said that's just too right. bad. He he really. He really, you know, described yep. it as it, a really tough, tough, tough. He said, he, he said, he said, I don't love that call. You know, right. he goes, I don't love right. that call. And there are many people that felt that personally. I believe that there had not been a flag on that play. I believe that Olsen and Burkhart wouldn't even have mentioned it. I huh. believe that the field goal unit would have come on. And I believe it would have been, I, I don't even think it would have been mentioned during the telecast. I honestly believe that. That would have been would have been interesting to see if Hertz could have drove him down. It could have been overtime, or would it yep. would have been interesting. It's just a shame it has to. You know, yep. It's always a shame when a referee or an umpire comes into decision making of the end of a game. It's always it's always boggling. Even basketball, where the you know it's always bad. The last, last you know, listen. If, if if I felt that James Bradbury prevented Juju Smith Schuster from catching the ball, then it should have been a penalty, but that didn't happen. And, you know, right. when, the, when the, when the official makes that call, he doesn't really know whether the ball is going to be in the vicinity of, of Smith Schuster or not. I mean, he, that, that's not the decision-making on the official, but I still think that was a very, so, uh, 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 so call that that's my opinion. Right. Right. Okay. Grant, you have a good day and look forward to listening. Thank to you. you Thank you, Jeff. I appreciate it. Bye. Yeah, we're looking forward to being on tonight as uh, Ryan and I will be on at halftime and after the game uh, as well. Going to be interesting to see if the Kings can follow up what they did Saturday tonight. I There's nothing that would tell me that they would, okay? That's just the way it is. There's nothing about this Kings team that has been consistent that would tell me, oh, yeah, you know? They're going to be just fine. They're going to come out and play well tonight. Nothing that I, I don't know that. You know, they could get blown out tonight. It wouldn't surprise me. Now, it would surprise me if they blew out Phoenix because Phoenix is playing well. They've won seven of 10. But, you know, again, the, the long road trip that the Suns were just on, with that much time off between games, that shouldn't really be an issue tonight. They should be acclimated. You know, the players that are married have been reunited with their families. They've done their errands. They've spent time with their kids. You know, they've had several days off. This should not be that big of an issue uh, for the Phoenix Suns. And if it is an issue, the issue would be at the beginning of the game and maybe for the first five or eight minutes or something like that. All right. That's where the issue would be. All right. If you didn't check out my podcast today, do so. If you don't like that, uh, I spent the podcast talking about what I thought was an awful, awful halftime show and the hypocrisy of the NFL, giving examples, particularly that of Phil Mushnick of the uh, New York Post, who wrote a, I thought, a phenomenal column before the Super Bowl, not after the Super Bowl, before the Super Bowl. And he pretty much forecasted exactly what you get when you schedule an entertainer like Rihanna 
for the Super Bowl. And he hit it right out of the park. He hit it right out of the park. It was a phenomenal column, in my opinion, by Phil Mushnick. And he labeled and went over the hypocrisy that is the National Football League. And the, 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 the headline of the story was Roger Goodell's Super Bowl halftime show remains staggering display of NFL hypocrisy. And this was this was this column came out before the Super Bowl. All right. Not after the Super Bowl. He is spot on. He is spot on. And again, all right. He makes a very simple point. Would Roger Goodell and his family recite the lyrics to the songs of the performers that have recently been on at halftime? Right? Would he? And then he writes, and the standard rap music preceded the crotch-grabbing, N-word-spewing, women-degrading, vulgar and violent messaging that promotes and sustains every negative stereotype of black America was reprised. No better idea from Goodell and his appointed minister of social values, Jay-Z. And then he talked about it remains a mystery of what songs Rihanna would perform. Then in the next paragraph, not that it bothers Goodell, but Rihanna's artistry has been described by the Daily Mail, which chose not to print her lyrics as a matter of can't go that far dignity as overtly sexual, sadomasochistic as witnessed in her bondage inspired videos. Besides the N word, she has even added the C word to her vocabulary, the worst of sexual slurs spoken of women. But Goodell considers her perfect for a Sunday evening halftime concert watched by the largest family audience every year. Goodell feels that nothing reflects better on the NFL, its players, and his legacy. So what should Rihanna sing? Perhaps she'll choose Sex With Me. Here goes. You know, I got the sauce. You know I'm saucy. And it's always wet. A bitch never, ever has to put lip gloss on it before the vulgar parts are sung. And then he goes on and gives a couple of more examples. And then he writes, go ahead, you, Mrs. Goodell, and the Goodell kids, sing along, dance along. Naturally, you don't become the sport's world's biggest phony, a reported 64 million per year, without being an unmitigated hypocrite. And Goodell has long had that covered, starting with this solemn, soulful belief, his published conviction, that legalized gambling on NFL games would be harmful to the integrity of the sport and to the communities as a whole. And he goes on and talks about that aspect of it. Goes talks about PSLs. There, then there's Goodell's ongoing social messaging. His hollow public relations made for TV plan to surround NFL fields and decorate helmets with end racism, choose love, inspire change, and it takes all of us. That doesn't quite rhyme with Goodell invites to N-word spewing rappers Rihanna, Snoop Dogg, 50 Cent, and Travis Scott, among others, to entertain before 
the NFL's largest audience. Goodell's rank hypocrisy added by a silent media is such that he'd actually exploit the legacy of Martin Luther King Jr. Prior to the kickoff to the Super Bowl in Atlanta, the NFL made Dr. King its hallowed honoree. Goodell was seen in a video soberly visiting Atlanta's Ebenezer Baptist Church, where King was ordained. It's now a natural, historic landmark. King's extraordinary messages, missions, marches, and martyrdom were cited as representative of the NFL's full and active accord. Dr. King's daughter conducted the pregame flip, but soon Goodell's halftime show began and its content was in full defiance of everything Dr. King lived and died for, starting with rap music's resurrection of the N-word as backward-pointing, vulgar, N-word-spewing, woman-ejectifying rappers Travis Scott and Big Boy took the stage. The hypocrisy was and remains staggering. Sunday evening, Goodell is proud to present Rihanna, her artistry, fame, and fortune reliant on coarse language in celebration of female and racial sexual degradation. That's how the NFL, under Goodell, runs the NFL's championship game. He'd have it no other way. That's what I spent today's podcast on. We went into it, if you don't like that, with Grant Napier. What do you think about that? I think he's spot on. I think he's 100% spot on. And I talked about this last year. You can't have it both ways. All right? You just can't. Which way are you going to go? Choose it. Go one way or the other. Can't have it both ways. I'm sorry. You just can't. And I thought that Rihanna's halftime show was so inappropriate for the audience that's watching the Super Bowl. I really did. And I'm not even talking about the songs. I'm not even talking about them. I'm talking about her actions with her hands. Totally inappropriate for a Super Bowl audience. But that's what Roger Goodell signed up for. That's what he gets. This guy can't make sure that the playing surface is good. Right? That's his responsibility. His messaging is all over the map. It's awful. It's terrible. It's not terrible enough for me to stop watching the NFL. But I have turned off a lot of the NFL. I do not watch the pregame shows. I do not watch the halftime shows. I do not watch anything other than the game. I will say I did turn the game on at 3.15 on Sunday so I could watch the national anthem. All right? I did watch that. And I obviously got, you know, inundated with a lot of the other nonsense that they do leading up to kickoff of the Super Bowl. But that's an, that was an exception. This year, I didn't watch one second of pregame, halftime, or postgame of the NFL. Don't want it. Don't want their messaging. Don't want their nonsense. Don't want their double standards. I don't want their hypocrisy. Give me the game. And even the game bothers me sometimes. I'm not going to lie to you. I, it bothers me to see the messaging on the back of the helmets. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. I have a problem with it. I've been very open about that from day one. I do not like it. Okay? You know, you can't, you can't have your players on the field, you know, say it takes all of us and choose love. And then guys off the field 
continue to hit women, drive under the influence. Uh, in, in the case of one individual and Henry Ruggs, taking the life of an innocent person, driving over 150 miles an hour down the streets of Las Vegas. Okay. And I can go on and on and on and on and on with other examples of players of the National Football League that put that stupid nonsense on the back of their helmets and then go out and do just the opposite. Sorry. It's awful. All right. I, I, I hate it. Again, I don't hate it enough to stop watching the league. So I'm, I'm telling you, I'm being transparent. I don't, I don't turn the games off. But I've always told you, this was way before Colin Kaepernick took a knee. And I said this for many years. I said, when you start message, uh, mixing politics and social issues in sports, you're going to have problems. And that's exactly what we have. That's exactly what we have. All right, let's get to uh, Left Harris. Left Harris, how are you? Welcome to the program today. Hello, Glenn. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you. Um, I have a couple of questions. Actually, I want to talk first about the Super Bowl, the field that was so bad and slick, slippery. Yep. Um, this year, was, it took about two years to prepare the field. Yes. Um, does that mean that um, for the next year's Super Bowl, they're probably they're already working on it? If it takes two years, that would be that would be correct. Yeah, so probably they're doing the same way, and they realize something is wrong because it's so slippery. They probably they can be doing some adjustments now, based on what's happened last Sunday. I would hope so. I got an idea. Yeah, um, and I can. Uh, the the Super Bowl is in Vegas next year, so I have an idea. How about like? You know, going in there, throwing some uh, some soil, okay, and then throwing some grass seed on there, okay. Bring your hose out and water the field, all right, and play that way, all right. How about that? That would be that would be perfect. That's a all right? brilliant idea. <laughs> there you go. Okay. How about that? Hey, Lift Terrace. I'll tell you what. I'll be in charge of the field, okay. You you. I'll hang out in Vegas for the year, and I'll be in charge of the field, all right. And I'll well, make brilliant. sure. I'll make sure that it's the best playing surface in the National Football League. And all I need, give me a couple of workers. You know, I don't need many workers. Give me, give me two or three workers, okay? And I'll take care of it. Matter of fact, no problem at all. Okay. Well, Dan, your show is expanding. Now it's uh, talking about uh, how to uh, prepare grass. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> anyway. I have one more question for basketball now. Um, if Fox has been so good this year, um, compared to the previous years. So I was wondering if you think uh, what, what makes his improvements because of the new coach or because of Sabonis or yep. both? Sabonis. Sabonis. And, and, okay. and Sabonis has been the biggest reason for De'Aaron Fox's success. All right. It's been as it started as soon as he arrived in Sacramento last February. To me, that's the biggest reason for De'Aaron Fox's success. Okay. And I'm not Thank discounting you. I'm not discounting Mike Brown, but you know, Mike Brown wasn't there last year when Sabonis came on board and Fox played like this when Sabonis was there. Okay, thank you. Hey, thank you. Bye-bye now. Take this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Stress. We all have it to a degree, big, small, but I think you can agree we all carry around different stressors. Most of you know what I've gone through the last four years, complete career change, moving across the country, filing a lawsuit, 
being in the news often, dealing with all of that, trust me, has not been easy. And if you keep things bottled up, it can really have a negative impact on your life. Therapy is a safe space. You get things off your chest. You can figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills. You can set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And you know what, folks? It's not just for those who have experienced major trauma. Hey, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's online. It's easy, convenient, flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash grant today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash grant. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Here. All right, let's get to uh, some more phone calls. If you'd like, hit your hand icon, raise your hand, uh, and we will do it. Don't forget, open forum Wednesday tomorrow. Tomorrow, Jerry Reynolds also on YouTube. Coming your way at 3 o'clock, we'll talk about the first part of the season. And uh, we'll obviously be able to talk about the game that's going to start here uh, in a little less than two hours in Phoenix. All right. Let's get to uh, Ryan in Sacktown. Ryan, welcome to the program. Hey, Grant. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Doing well, doing well. I uh, wanted to talk a couple things NFL. The first, uh, what's going on with Eric the Enemy? How the hell does he not get a head coaching job? This is like the fifth year in a row. Because I've heard he does not do well in interviews. I've heard that from a lot of different organizations. He does not interview well. Okay, but how important is the interview versus the proven product that he's put on the field in Kansas City and what he's done? I, I don't. It's it's obviously important because he hasn't gotten a job. It's. It, I mean, I, 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 I'm just telling you. I mean, it's obviously important because he hasn't gotten a job, and yet his production on the field has been very good. Yeah, it's it's bewildering because you think an interview process would be something you could fix very easily. I mean, there's there's yeah, I'm, you know, I I would agree with you. I think it is puzzling. I've said that uh, before, but I'm just telling you what I've heard from a lot of people that I am respecting. It's also been out there publicly. Uh, that's that's been the case as well. Maybe maybe, and again, I'm only saying maybe maybe general managers and owners don't like what his philosophy is in building a team and building a coaching staff. I mean, there could be a lot of things behind it, but he's had a number of interviews. Obviously it's not because he's black. I'm sorry. I'm not going to go there because there continue to be black coaches that are hired every year in the national football league. And again, if you're just talking about on paper, who's got better credentials than him? Uh, pretty much nobody that was hired there you go. This year, with the exception. So it's, not of because, so it's, so it's not because he's black. All right. Which wasn't Jim Caldwell just hired again. All right. To become a head coach in the NFL. So, I mean, no disrespect to Jim Caldwell, but I mean, come on now. All right. I mean, the enemy has got impeccable credentials, but yet he's not a head coach in the NFL. There has to be a reason for that. Other than, again, the folks that throw out the, well, gee, he's black. No, it's not because he's black. All right. Because there have been, as I said, several black coaches 
that have become NFL head coaches ahead of Eric Bieniemy, who's got again on paper superior a superior resume. Yeah, I, I don't think it has to do with race whatsoever. I, I, it's just weird to me. I, I've heard the interviewing thing, too. I mean, the only thing that I can think of is, you know, some people are just not cut out for head coaching, right? It, it's a whole different. That's correct. You're a manager. You're not you're, you're more in management at that point. You're not as hands on as the coordinators are. Correct. Um, so second thing I wanted to bring up, are you surprised that nobody went after any of the Giants staff? Uh, they did go after the giant staff. They just weren't hired. Uh, both uh, uh, Kafka, Kafka and uh, Martindale were both interviews. Kafka was a finalist in the Arizona job. So okay. they were they were being sought after. Okay. And last thing, Aaron Rodgers. How do you think this is going to play out? I know he's going into his dark period. Yeah. Um, have you ever gone? Have you ever done that? Going to a was it four four days of darkness? Is that what he's doing? It, it's like, a, like I've heard of it. It, it I'm not oh, okay. sure if it involves a psychedelic and it's self inflection gotcha. and yada yada yada. But no, I have not. Well, I mean, I know what Devontae Adams is hoping for. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, exactly. So, I mean, to me, if you're gonna if you if you're gonna go somewhere, if you go to the Raiders, here's the problem with going to the Raiders. You have to go against Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert twice a year, okay? And you, even with you being there, you have to, you have to, you know, in your four days of darkness, ask yourself: even with you in Vegas, are you better than the Chiefs? And I, I, I'm not so sure the answer to that question is yes. Uh, if you go to the Jets, what do you have to contend with? Well, you got to contend with Josh Allen and the Bills. All you got to play in cold weather, and you have to now deal with the Dolphins if Tua is healthy and on the field. So that's no picnic either. Uh, if you go to New York, you deal with the New York media, which would not be a problem for Rodgers. He likes the limelight. He likes the attention. Um, it's going to be an interesting choice. We know some with something. He's playing next year. He's not going to come out of his four days of confinement or whatever you call it and say, I'm retiring. He's not going to retire. No. So if he doesn't stay in Green Bay, the rumors that we're hearing are the Raiders and the Jets. If, if you're asking me, I would say he would go to the Raiders because of Devontae Adams. Do you, yeah, I think the Raiders make the most sense when I look at it. I think New York probably secondary to that. Do you – and this is out there. Let, let's say Purdy cannot play. Um, and you're close with Aaron. Being a you know Chico guy, he wanted to go to San Francisco – would San Francisco, in your opinion, be just completely out of his mind because of what happened with the draft? I don't know how they could, uh, with their salary cap situation, I don't think they could sign Aaron Rodgers. I don't, I don't see how they could make that work. That, that would be the biggest issue. And he even said, uh, playing golf at Pebble Beach, right. he made it very clear it won't be San Fran. That's, the, that's what he said. So um, I don't know how San Francisco, you, know, you got to remember the max contracts that they have coming up in that franchise to keep their studs, you know, the Nick Boses of the world. And yeah, I, I don't know how they would fit that in their salary cap. That would be tough. Yeah. And, and here's the interesting one too, Miami, you, you brought up, you know, having to play Miami, if he goes to New York, you know, if, if Tua, cause Tua is coming up for a payday, what the hell does Miami do at this point? Because yep, he is legit he, he's legitimately one hit away from not playing in yeah, the NFL it, again. If the, so, if the Dolphins had Aaron Rodgers, to me, 
I would say that's the best offense in the National Football League. If you put him on that field with that offense, I think they would be the best offense in football. Maybe I mean, they almost already are. Yeah, yeah, that would be pretty hard to argue against. There's no doubt about that. Yep. Uh, yep. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. But I think that situation with two is going to be really, it kind of reminds me of the Dak situation when Dak broke his leg, right? Obviously, that's not as serious as two is, but he was coming up for his contract and Dak ended up getting it overpaid we've seen the results but to a situation to me is a little bit different because totally different head injuries totally different yep yeah i mean Uh, if he had another if he had another concussion hypothetically in september the pressure on him to retire would be immense okay and then the organization would have a very difficult decision to make so yeah i'm with you on that i think that's not a long-term solution right now with two at quarterback for the dolphins i would agree with you but isn't it wouldn't yeah, and wouldn't you agree, Miami, the, the management, the ownership is basically in a corner now. They're they're yep. they're in a very bad way if they don't take care of him one way or the other. It's gonna be a, it's a tough situation for them. Personally, I've always felt this, and I still feel this way. I feel that the athlete should make the final determination when there's a difference of opinion or when there's risk. A race car driver knows when they get behind the wheel of the car that death is a possibility. That's the choice that they make. Boxers understand the dangers when they step into a ring. They understand the risk. It's up to the boxer to decide whether they're willing to take that risk. In my opinion, Tua is fully aware of the risk. He's talked with numerous uh, neurologists. He understands what could happen later in life if he continues to play football. Okay. Right now he's not in concussion protocol. Right now he's quote unquote healthy enough to go play football. In my opinion, he, not the Dolphins organization, should make that decision. All right. He's an adult. He's 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 able to make that decision for himself. He's the one that should decide whether he's willing to take that risk, not the Miami Dolphins. That's my well, opinion. I, yeah, no, I agree with you there, but I'm saying, you know, he let's say he doesn't get a big extension, right? And he does get yep. another concussion. And it, it, I guess it's his decision at the end of the day, but you see what I'm saying? He, he's kind of setting himself up either way here. And it is his decision to play, but the Dolphins, I mean, there needs to be, or I feel like there's. Well, the Dolphins some- are going to make a business decision. That's what they're going to make. They're going to make a business decision and you hit it right on the head with the money. That's going to be a business decision they're going to make. They're going to they're gonna ask themselves, do we feel that he can have a long career. And and right now, it, the, the, I mean, without me being a neurologist, without you knowing anything about this, the answer to me would be no. I don't see how he could have a long career. Do you? No, I don't. But I also can see the Dolphins getting killed for not taking care of him after what he's put his body through for them. What, what do you mean by taking care of him? Just making sure he's taken care of financially, or at least making sure. No, they- no, 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 they, they, no, 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 no. I don't agree with you there. I mean, every player that plays football understands the risk of concussions. So, no, I don't believe the Dolphins owe that to financially take care of him for the rest of his life. I don't. Well, I don't think his entire life per se, but, you know, it, it's a slippery slope. That's all I'm saying, especially with the way that organization's been viewed in the past. Um, so I don't know. I, I guess you're right to a degree with that, but it, it's just, Hey, we got what we needed out of them. If, Cause they're inevitably going to walk away from them. They have to, it, it's Grant. Well, you if, and if, I, yeah. And if they were right, I don't mean to interrupt, but if they wanted to take care of him, let's say he retired, they could give him a position 
a special consultant or whatever and pay yeah. him, you know, pay him $2 million a year. Okay. Or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. 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 Right. Okay. That, that's something yep. that I was kind of thinking or something. Okay. along those that would, that, That's a possibility. For sure. All right, buddy. I will see you a little bit for the halftime show and post game. Sounds great, bud. Take care. Right. Bye-bye. All right. Let's get to uh, some other phone calls right here with Connor. Connor, welcome to the program. How are you doing? Doing good, Grant. How are you? I'm good, bud. I just wanted to talk a little bit about these MLB rule changes that have kind of been in the yep. news lately. I mean, yep. obviously your opinion, I mean, you haven't been watching a lot of baseball because of the rules. I mean, do you think this helps or hurts like the sport of baseball? Well, I don't think it can hurt the sport of baseball because I don't think the sport of baseball can be hurt much more. I think the, the 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 game itself is in so much trouble that they have to try this. So I'm I'm in favor of it. It can't get any worse, in my opinion. So it can only get better. I'm in favor of it. I'm uh, I don't see how it could backfire any more than it already has. So what do you think? I mean, I think it's it's a pretty extreme overhaul for one season to another in sports. I mean. The shift is gone. The bases are bigger. You have a pitch clock. The ghost runners are a permanent factor. And I just read that they're going to be focusing on the balk a lot this year. So, I mean, it's a lot of things to change in one year. It's also a lot of added responsibility for the umpires. So, you know, you have to understand that they are now going to spring training and they have to learn all of these things and deal with all of these things. And you might say, well, gee, that's not a big deal. It is a big deal. I've talked to several umpires uh, as they're heading off to spring training right now. And they've talked to me about that. They're like, wow, this is a lot for us in a short period of time. And we all have to work as a crew. You know, they had the same crew that they use all year. Now there are vacations and cycles like that where AAA umpires come up to join a crew. But um, this is also, you know, you, you know, you just talked about a lot of different things that now the umpires have to manage as well on the field. Yeah, and then I think I remember you're not a big fan of the runner on second extra innings, right? I mean, if that's a permanent I'm not, thing, no. what do you think about that? I'm not crazy about it, but I think that they're trying to avoid the marathon games that go, you know, 15, 16, 17, 18 innings and deplete the pitching staffs and things of that nature. So, you know, I'm not a fan of it, but it, it, I don't lose sleep over it. It doesn't kill me. It doesn't. Like, I'm not going to stop watching a, a game that I want to watch uh, because of that. But I would also tell you not once last year, and I know I'm a lot different than you, not once did I watch from start to finish a baseball game in the regular season. I did in the postseason, but I did not in the regular season. I didn't watch one game last year. I didn't watch a Yankee Red Sox game from start to finish, which I normally always do, or any other game. Did not do it. I find the game unwatchable. I am not, as much as I love the Yankees, they detest me for not being able to put the ball in play. I'm so tired of watching the team strike out over and over and over again and not put the ball in play, okay? And I'm not a Houston Astros fan, but their quality of play is so much better than the Yankees because they put the ball in play. They take the extra base. They move runners. When's the last time you saw the Yankees move a runner from first to second or second and third with no outs, all right? What happens? Stanton comes up, strikes out. Judge comes up trying to hit a home run, strikes out. I mean, uh, whoever else is coming up, strikes out. They don't put the ball in play enough. And again, I know Judge had a historic year, so maybe that's not a, a great example, but I think you understand where I'm coming. Look at Aaron Judge in the playoffs. What did he do? 
struck out, struck out, struck out, struck out, struck out, struck out. I don't like that. Uh, if you can't put the ball in play, that's a turnoff for me. I don't like the brand of baseball that the Yankees play. It's not exciting to me. It's not fun for me. And I can't sit there and watch a nine-inning game. It's too boring for me. Yeah, I agree. I mean, baseball a couple of years ago, I mean, it used to be a lot more action with a lot of base hits and a lot more yep. strategy involved. I mean, now if you turn on the game, it's basically a home run derby versus a strikeout. I mean, that's all it really is. And obviously home runs are exciting to see, but – I mean, it, they took a lot of the, like, strategy and stuff out of the game. I mean, now with the shift gone again, I mean, I think that'll help with getting batting averages back up and stuff. But I, I am sure I am happy to see enough. the shift. I, I, I do like the fact that you can't play the shift anymore. That's not the way the game was meant to be played. It never was meant to be played that way. And so I'm I'm happy. I'm I'm glad to see the shift taken out. I'm I'm a big fan of that. Yeah, I agree. And then switching to the NBA quickly with – the Kings, I mean, their game tonight, I think it's pretty crucial that they finish pretty strong before the All-Star break. I mean, you had one of your first signature wins in a long time against the Mavericks last game. Yep. If you can follow that up with another big win against the Suns team, I mean, I couldn't see a better way of them to go into the All-Star break than two straight wins against strong Western Conference teams. Did you see the Mavs getting blown out last night? The score was a lot closer than – I couldn't believe it. I looked at the score last night in the third quarter, and the Timberwolves were just destroying Dallas, destroying them. I thought that was a very interesting outcome to that game. You know, first home game back with Irving and Luka, and they got, they got manhandled by the Timberwolves. Yeah, I mean, I saw their last possession. They couldn't even get a shot off to have a chance to tie or win the game. I know. So that was I pretty know. crazy. Hey, Mike, my Conley's gonna be, Mike Conley is going to be a really nice addition for that team, for the Timberwolves. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's a perfect kind of – facilitator guy that you want yep. running your team and then my last point is I don't know about you or other Kings fans but I mean this is the most excited I've been for an all-star weekend in a long time I mean obviously because there's going to be a lot of Kings involved that aren't usually I don't know what it is but I mean I'm really excited to see all these events and stuff and I think the NBA puts on a pretty good show every year the NBA does a phenomenal job with all-star weekend I've been to them before they do an incredible job now, with that said, I can't remember the last time I watched anything to do with the All-Star Weekend other than the three-point contest. I hate the skills competition. The game to me has become a joke. I've, uh, and I would also say this, and it's a little bit different now, and I don't know if you can appreciate this or not. When you announce basketball pretty much every night for a living, the last thing you want to do on your time off is watch it. Does that make sense? And I'm talking about games that don't count and – like, I didn't watch the All-Star Weekend because generally, you know, my wife and I would go away to get away for a couple of days, and I wasn't going to go away with her and sit and watch all the stuff. Does that make sense? So I, I'm not – I don't really watch a lot of NBA All-Star activities. I will watch the three-point shooting contest, and that's all I'll watch. I won't watch one second of the game. I have no interest in it. I won't watch any of the other competition. I won't even watch – I won't even watch the – you know, the rookie game, I really won't. I, I'll watch the three-point contest, but that's it. I know a lot of people will watch, but back to the NBA, they do do a phenomenal job on All-Star Weekend. They, they do a great job. I have to applaud them for that. Yeah, I mean, the three-point contest is usually the most exciting. I mean, it was great when Buddy Heald won it a few years ago, but, I mean, the dunk contest, it seems like 
the past four or five years. I mean, basically ever since Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon were going at it. I mean, I think Ryan brought this up a while ago. I mean, like what else can you do in the dunk contest? I mean, there's not much more creative you can be. So I don't. I and and, and did I read? Did I read that they? Did I read that there's a G League player in the dunk contest? Yeah, Mac McClung, I believe, is in. I mean, what you know, what 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 a, what a bunch of nonsense that is. It just you know, again, the, the I'll tell you what I'm not a fan of. I have not been. I'm not a fan of the celebrities being an All Star Weekend. I'm not a fan of the WNBA being involved in the All Star Weekend. I'm not a fan of the G League being involved in the All Star Weekend. It's the NBA All Star Weekend. All right. I don't want to see the WNBA represented. I don't want to see the G League represented. I don't want to have celebrities playing, you know, in a stupid, you know, game, you know, coached by. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't like that. Okay, I understand what the NBA is trying to do. I understand they're a, a marketing machine, and they're using the NBA All Star Weekend to market the WNBA and to market their G League. I'm not a fan of that. Again, it's all, it's just, it, it drives me crazy. Okay, it drives me crazy. So that's another reason why I don't watch All-Star Weekend. I'm just tired of all the crap. It's the NBA All-Star Weekend. Hey, when the WNBA has their All-Star Weekend, do they invite the NBA players to play in their All-Star game? Do they invite the NBA players to come to their skills competition? Do they invite college players to come? You know, I mean, stop it already. Your All-Star Weekend is your All-Star Weekend. Keep it your All-Star Weekend. Yeah, I mean, that's a great point. Something that caught my eye was I was looking at the celebrity game rosters. I mean, they have a bunch of WNBA players in it. I mean, are they really celebrities? And I mean, no, I don't know. No, and, and, and you know, here's the reality of the situation. And if my comment bothers you, then so be it, okay? The WNBA exists because of the NBA. You know it, I know it, everyone knows it, okay? Personally, I don't watch the WNBA. I do watch the women's game in college basketball. I do like watching women's college basketball. I actually watch it more often than you would think. I think it's a very good quality of play. I like the brand. I couldn't even name you the teams in the WNBA, all right? I personally, and I mean this, I don't know of one friend that I have that watches the WNBA. They don't know anything about it. They don't watch it. So here's the deal. The NBA is trying to save the WNBA, and that's why they are trying to bring attention by having them participate in these events. And I think that is a very sad commentary. If you can't stand on your own, then we've got a problem. All right. That's how I see it. So I I will tell you this, Connor, I didn't I wasn't even aware that WNBA players are playing in the, as you said, celebrity game until you told me. But there's a reason for that. All right. There's a reason for that. And personally, if I was a WNBA player, I'd be embarrassed. I'd be embarrassed to be asked to play in a celebrity game. That would be embarrassing for me. That would be like, wait a minute. Are you kidding me? I'm a women's professional basketball player. And you want me to play in some stupid-ass celebrity game to promote my sport? No is the answer. You know, I, I, I think I would be insulted if I was a player on the WNBA to be asked to play in a game of that magnitude. That would be insulting to me. You don't you see any NBA players? Any NBA players currently in the NBA that are playing in those games? No, I mean, I'm on the exact same page as you. I mean, I really enjoy women's college basketball, and I've watched I think it's great. maybe – one WNBA game my lifetime. I mean, women's college basketball, men's college basketball, I think they do a great job, but I don't know what the WNBA isn't doing that the college scene is. I used to go to the Monarchs games when they played because they had a really good team. And I, I used to take my my boys. We, we used to, and I also thought it was important for me to support the, the, 
team in Sacramento, being the TV announcer of Sacramento. But I didn't go because I felt I had to. I went because I enjoyed it. I actually enjoyed going. Uh, to, I didn't go all the time, but you know, I went. But I have I can't remember the last time I watched a WNBA game. But I can remember the last time I watched a college game. I just watched Connecticut play less than two weeks ago. All right, so I, I watched the women's game in college, but I won't. I don't watch the WNBA. And again, the NBA to me. Again, they could, they're going to do what they want to do. But having, as you said, WNBA players play in a celebrity game, again, personally, I'd be embarrassed if I was in the WNBA and they asked me to play in a game of that magnitude. That that would be embarrassing for me. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, hopefully we can look past all the stuff since we finally have some Kings representation in Salt Lake City. You know, if the NBA really wanted to promote the women's game, what they should do is have the WNBA All-Star game on the same weekend as the NBA All-Star game. And add one more day to it and have the WNBA All-Star Game uh, right after the rookie sophomore game or whatever the hell they call it. All right. If you really want to promote your sport, that would be the way to promote it. This is, to me, insulting to the WNBA. And my own opinion, okay, for the casual fan that's going to watch these celebrity games or for you or someone else, the perception that you're getting is, wow. The WNBA players are playing in this game. That's really what they think of their league, that they're going to have their players that are currently on playing women's professional basketball, playing this ridiculously made-for-TV game where there's very little skill involved and you're going to have WNBA players on the court. To me, they're hurting the, the, the credibility of their sport. That's how I see it. Yeah, I totally agree. That's all I got. Go Kings tonight. Thank you, buddy. Take care. Bye-bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Good stuff today. If you want to call the show, you have time. Ryan and I are going to be on at halftime and then after the game uh, as well. Big game tonight. It's a big game. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. And uh, we got a couple of guests. They're going to be joining us on the post-game show as well. So I'm very excited for that. And uh, we're looking forward to it, as we always do with Ryan in Sacktown. Let's get to John. John, welcome to the show. How are you, Grant? I'm good, buddy. What's happening? I just wanted to tune, uh, chime in a little bit uh, that I didn't really get to yesterday. The Rihanna halftime show it was it was disgusting man it was disgusting and i heard people talking about the j-lo and shakira one a few years ago well that was sexy and kind of cute and stuff it wasn't disgusting like like rihanna did grabbing her crotch and stuff like that that's ridiculous it's a prime time yep. show you couldn't do that on you can't do that on prime time 
It was ridiculous. Yep. Well, and you know, my opinion, in my opinion, the NFL knew what they were getting before they had her perform. So I blame that. I don't blame that on Rihanna. I blame that on the NFL for being stupid enough to have her perform in front of the largest television audience of the year. I believe I put that on the NFL. You, the NFL knew what they were getting. They went ahead with it. I put that firmly on the NFL. All right. I'm 100% with you. I mean, Rihanna does her thing to each his yes. own. I'm not going to slam anybody for doing what they do. They do what they do. It doesn't. That's correct. It doesn't matter what they do, but I agree. Roger Goodell should have known better, and it, it kind of blows me away that that he didn't. And don't even uh, don't know what songs they're going to do, what lyrics are in the songs. It kind of just blew me away. But yep. it is what it is. Like we say, you know, you can't make this up. Um, nope. As for the Mavs game on Saturday, I remember at halftime we started talking about um, the final score. Who got close? I know I called it overtime by three points, and it was overtime by five. Who, did anybody nail that thing? I was just wondering. I don't believe they nailed it. Uh, I'd have to check back with Ryan in Sackdown. I know we had some people that were close, but nobody nailed it. Well, I had to be close because I called overtime, so you can send me a shirt. I'll even yep. buy it. <laughs> there you go. Well, the shirts are going to be available soon, and when they do, uh, I'll let everyone know how they can get them. All right? I can't wait, buddy. I can't wait, buddy. All right, man. I'm getting back to work. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you. You have a good one. Thanks, John. Bye-bye. Cool. Thanks, Carl. All right. Again, don't forget tonight, Ryan and I will be on at halftime and following the game over on YouTube tomorrow. It's open forum Wednesday. Also, Jerry Reynolds at 3 o'clock. Hey, happy Valentine's Day. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye, everybody. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.